Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. And help me welcoming back our first three-peater, the uh, one and only Allison Rowe, the first three-peat guest to the Fit and Fierce podcast. I very selfishly will admit to you all, I adore when Allison is on the podcast because her conversation, her questioning, her thoughts genuinely challenge me. They genuinely make me take inventory on my thoughts and actions and behaviors, and they inspire me and motivate me and allow me time to reflect. And she does this to me all the time when she teaches yoga, in her social media platforms, and when we get to have a real human conversation, human via the one and only Zoom, the way we humans have conversations these days. I know that you guys take so much away from Allison because she's real and she's vulnerable and she's honest. And that approach is what draws me to people. I know that's a huge reason of why I'm drawn to Allison and her energy. And I know that's why you all are as well. Today, we talked about burnout and words that get thrown around constantly. Because guess what? Most of us are experiencing or have experienced or are, have a very good understanding of what that means and what that feels like. But the challenging part with burnout is what do you do so you put an end to that? How do you move yourself out of that space? And quite honestly, where do you see those patterns happening where burnout is perpetually happening and issues that I've openly struggled with and continue to do so? And it doesn't mean that you listening to this episode, it's going to be a cure-all. It means that it gives you ideas and a space to work on what that looks like for you and take time and really reflect on these words that we throw around so freely. How does that look like for you? How does that feel for you? Because it doesn't matter what it feels like for anybody else. It truly only has an impact, most of its impact, is for you. And the bottom line of burnout that I feel is our lack of feeling worthy, our lack of feeling enough. And we touch on this so briefly, but honestly, we Allison says this could be a conversation that would go on for multitudes of hours of worth and value. But you are worthy and your value of taking valuable enough to take this time to to sit on this and to think about it and to not want to be in that perpetuating cycle anymore. I know you guys are going to walk out of this with a different view and a different lens on these words that we hear constantly. 
So sit back, open up your ears, open up your minds and your hearts, and enjoy the amazing Allison Rowe. Hey, I'm so excited that this episode is sponsored by the Workout Without Burnout Blueprint course. It is hosted by friend of the podcast and past guest, Jenny Hulbert. Jenny is hosting a free workshop on November 16th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, talking all about how you can learn to sweat in sync with your seasons, with your cycle, and really regain energy by doing less in your workouts and getting better results. And let's be real. That's gold for all of us, right? If you're listening to this and you're saying, I struggle with thinking about taking a rest day, or I have inconsistent energy, or when I have a week, when I have my period, everything just feels a little haywire, this workshop is exactly for you. Jenny gives you all the details and everything that you need to really own yourself, be the best version of yourself. And do just that, work out with less intensity and get more results. All of the information is in the show notes, so make sure you go and check that out. Signing up for that workshop, it is completely free, so amazing, on November 16th at 1 p.m. Hey, Allison. Hi, Megan. Hi, how's it going? (laughs) Yeah. It's going. It's not going to stop. <laughs> How about you? Uh, you know, the same. The same. We, um, Alice and I were talking before we hit record of the last, I'm going to say year, or like this year in general. And I hate, I hate to throw this year in general terms because I just, it's a lot. But man, it's either really heavy or you're keeping your head above water or you're not. That's how I've been feeling anyway. Well, then even when you are keeping your head above water, you feel guilty because somebody else is like having a really heavy moment. And you're like, I feel bad for feeling okay right now. Exactly. Yeah. I, not too long ago too, somebody asked how I was doing and I, and I uh, genuinely not to just push it off or burst it off. I was like, I'm okay. And they kind of pause. And I thought, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm actually really happy that I'm, I'm okay. Like, that's not a, that's not a negative thing. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay to be okay. Yeah. And it's okay to be not okay. Yeah. It's okay. Like wherever you are is real and it's true. And there's nothing wrong with how you feel and what you're experiencing. That's one thing I've definitely noticed so much recently and I will say it's been heavily influenced by the work that I've done with breath work but just realizing that there's constantly at any given moment there's constantly different sensations happening in your body different emotions being felt or being experienced and typically we just really strongly identify with one of them usually a negative or a lower vibe one or something Mm -hmm. that's really pulling on us And so to be able to say, yeah, I'm just going to honor what is, and some of it might feel lighter and some of it might feel heavier. And it just is to be that. I literally just finished teaching a yoga class and we talked about that. It's like, you'll feel a lot of things like physically, like let's even just take physically, right? Like 
maybe you're clenching your jaw right now as you're listening to this and your shoulders are hunched, but also like maybe your fingers are, are cold, but you like your belly feels full. Like all of those are things we're experiencing and none of those like is better than another. It's just a feeling. It's just there and it's present. And that's okay to feel all of it. Well, and I know last time we talked, we talked so much about labels and they go hand in hand of labeling an emotion, identifying as an emotion instead of it, like you said, being something you're just truly experiencing or feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we love, we, myself included, love, I love a good label. Oh yeah. I'm so busy. Oh, I'm so stressed. Like my shoulders are so tight. And that becomes like your defining feature. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more than just your tight shoulders or your busy schedule. There's so much more. And especially for me, I think this year, having this like global pandemic shutdown, like everyone's kind of questioning literally all aspects of everything, like their life, their family, their relationship. It's it's been a good moment to just be like where am I spending my time? What am I identifying with? And is it working for me? And it's actually been like a really great experience, at least for me to be able to say, this stuff isn't working and I'm going to let it go because now is really the time to let stuff go. Mm -hmm. There's so much going on. There's so much that we're all going through that you got to just let it go. That, and I will say, knowing, and I hope all of the listeners can, can see that as we're having this conversation, like, I can clearly come from a place of privilege when I'm able to say this, in that, you know, really fully, Allison, identifying with what you're saying. And I understand the view that I have is starkly different than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. But if we really want massive change. And I think that a society we have, I think collectively, if you want to take it into that spiritual space, I think so many of the people I know personally have been feeling this urge to shift and to change. And we have to get in this horrifically uncomfortable growing phase and totally let the bottom of our world drop out if we want to rebuild it as something that is beautifully, starkly different from what wasn't working before a freaking thing because nothing changes if nothing changes yeah and like to go back to your point of privilege absolutely we all have varying degrees of privilege and to be even able to say these are certain things that aren't working for me i can step away from them is is a huge privilege but even to be able to say i need to take few hours off of social media or a day off of social media to like slow down just like onslaught of information and opinions from other people just like ground back into yourself even that is enough of a change or of a choice Mm -hmm. to start making a difference in my opinion I know one thing that you have been so beautifully supporting your community with and your messaging has been on burnout and our ability or lack thereof to address that within selves. And I'm 
always commenting on the, on the, on the post that you have of like, yeah, like that is a struggle for me and readily so. And I help others move through it, but I'm the first one to say, I'm not great about that. Where did you get inspired to talk about it? And what are, what are some of the themes and the things that you see coming up? The inspiration really stemmed from close friends that I have who have been, um, I think actually COVID gave us an opportunity to reconnect. We've already been close, but to be able to talk more regularly, they've been coming to some of my yoga classes and they're all struggling with like having too much on their plates and struggling to take care of themselves. I have one dear friend who is in like the final throes of grad school. And she goes, they always talk about, she's working on her dissertation. It's huge, huge, like looming project. And she's like, they always talk in grad school about self-care and how it's important, but it's something you have to do on your own. So it becomes something else to add to your to-do list that's already a million miles long. And there's no deadline on self-care, so it becomes something you can just put off. And that just leads to a spiral of burnout. And I've noticed it in myself, actually, because like you're talking about, it's so easy to tell other people <laughs> what oh, yeah. to do. And it takes sometimes like a slap in the face, be like, oh, I'm the same way. Like I've been working really hard all summer on a lot of different projects and even like uh, self-discovery and all that, you know, fun stuff, <laughs> but haven't really taken a step back to let myself process to stop myself from hitting burnout. And it was just this past weekend, it was um, the autumn equinox. I did an at-home yoga retreat and it was the first time when I stopped and spent intentional time with myself. Whoa. When everything I say, I'm just like trying to reflect back to myself. Because we all, most of us, prioritize other people and other projects more than we prioritize taking time to slow down and to do what we love and what fills us up. For me, I think it ultimately boils down to not feeling worthy or not having enough value in myself to take that time for myself. What do you, what comes up for you, Allison? My like defining not flaw, but like the thing that I tell myself, my story is that I'm not enough. So that idea of not being worthy, is just like a knife in the heart. Like I feel that so deeply that I, that I'm also not deserving to take time. And yet if we don't take time for ourselves, if we don't protect and set boundaries for ourselves, everyone else, everything else is going to continually take advantage of you. Not necessarily um, like, oh, mind blank, like by choice, like people won't necessarily consciously do it. There we go. But if you don't hold boundaries for yourself, people will always ask more of you. Mm -hmm. Your boss will always ask more. Your coworkers will need more. Your email inbox will fill up. Your kids need more. Your partners, like everyone will always ask more. And so you need to, to ask of yourself, like, where do I draw the line? What do I get to ask of myself? 
we don't owe anything to anyone to give ourselves away for free. Because if you're giving yourself away for free to other people, like that's, that's burnout when you're just always doing stuff for someone else. Your task list is never ending. There's so many other things to do, but you're not filling yourself up. You're not taking time to slow down and care for yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever it is, you're going to hit a wall. I think most of us have been there and hit a wall mm -hmm. and then you're forced to stop. So if we can, oh, but it's so hard to say like, I'm worth this time. Yeah. I will put it out there too. And I'm going to ask you your methods and the things that you like to tap in to do, to do this. I will say honestly, and this will be perfect timing when this episode comes out because so spoiler of how podcasts work, you guys, we're recording this <laughs> in the beginning of October and you're probably going to hear it in the beginning of November, but here you guys can help keep me accountable in that for the first time, I truly took time yesterday to make a schedule of my week that said on Mondays, this is the only task for work that I am doing on Mondays. And if it is not this task, no matter what anybody else in my, my coworkers, my team or whatever they need, like this, my clients, this is what happens on this day. And that's a boundary that I struggle with because I'll start a task and then I'll get pulled somewhere else or somebody else's priority is more important. Uh, and I feel really energized today. And all I did was make a month long schedule of what that looks like. And it's going to flex, but now my task is, so in October, can I actually hold firm to keeping that boundary in place? And so, yes, when we talk about avoiding burnout and we talk about self-care and refilling your cup, it is spiritually, it is emotionally. I have practices in place, but sometimes it's making a schedule or a realistic schedule and holding firm in the boundary for that. What, um, what Allison, are some of your methods, either on a micro view, on a macro view? First of all, I love that you did that because I'm about to do the same thing <laughs> for okay. my month and my week. We'll see how it actually right. holds up through October. So I'm putting it into the universe now that somebody yeah. knows. And, yeah. Let's, um, we'll check back in on social media. I like that. The beginning like of that. November and see how it is. Um, that has worked for me in the past when I've worked like a traditional nine to five, having those time blocks of this is what I'm working on. I close out my emails. I turn my phone on silent and just focus. That is super energizing for me. Um, in a little bit of this flex world that we're in, what has really helped me, and I've talked about this before on the podcast, is that 100 day challenge. Mm -hmm. And picking something that you can do daily. And for me, it's actually been a return to a morning meditation movement practice, 10, 15 minutes, but starting every day with that practice to hold myself accountable, which then proves to myself that I can do it with nobody else telling me to do it. And that I am worthy of my own time. Mm -hmm no matter how small a chunk it is, but like 
I am worth that time. Because that's really what it comes down to. I mean, I guess I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I'm going to really take a gamble that the majority of us, that's what it, that's exactly what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Is that saying you're enough if you don't do anything because you're worthy just inherently being who you are, not because of the tasks that you get done each day or each week or each month? Tasks don't <laughs> determine how worthy you are. I want to like jump up and down. Like the number of things you check off in a day has no bearing on your worth as a, as a human. If you lay in bed all day, you are worthy. Mm-hmm period. Mm-hmm. You sit on the couch all day, Netflix binge, you are worthy. Because then you have to come to yourself in an open and honest conversation and say, is the, are the actions that I'm doing, are they filling me? Are they, are they giving me something? And you know what? There are days, there are times when laying in bed all day and binging Netflix on the couch is one of the most loving and beautiful things that you could give for yourself. If you're regularly doing it because you're choosing that method to numb or to avoid or to dissociate, then no, that's not the most loving thing you can do, but only you can decide that. But it has nothing to do with your worth. Mm -hmm. And you have to know yourself if it's an avoidance tactic or if it's actually filling you up. And that comes from spending time with yourself. Mm-hmm. which goes back to being uncomfortable because how how often do you want to just like sit and listen to the shit that runs through your mind how boring how like mind-numbingly boring are we and draining i i don't remember if you and i have talked about this if you did everyone's gonna hear it again um but i listened to this really amazing podcast and they talked about Because we're so conditioned to default in our brain to prove, yes, you're not worthy. Yes, you're going to fail again. Like, yes, the 100-day yoga practice that you're setting out to do is going to be a fail because I missed a day. This whole cycle, it was simply narrating simple things that you do to prove to yourself that you're going to do them. So it's me standing here and saying, I'm going to go get a glass of water and then actually walking and getting a glass of water because then I'm just proving to my brain, oh, she, she has integrity because she said she's going to get a glass of water and she did. Or I'm now going to walk down the stairs and then you walk down the stairs. And it sounds so stupid. And I, I did it for a few days and it, I felt ridiculous in my head. But you could see how that works. Like, yes, I'm going to do exactly what I said I'm going to do, even if it's walking down the stairs. Because that's where you start. That's that's crazy. I love that. We haven't talked about that because yeah. it like making a new habit in your mind is hard. And that is like a soup. Like you're going to go get that water anyway. Yeah. So let's, let's use that to start a new mindset, to like change your mindset. I love that. And then maybe it is, maybe it does eventually go into a bigger thing of saying, okay, yes, I'm going to walk down the stairs. I'm going to get my water. I'm going to go to yoga class, whether that's virtually or somewhere, if you go some, wherever that is. And then, yes, I am going to do my morning practice. I am going to stick to the boundary that I set for myself 
but giving yourself that viable proof that you do what you say you're going to do. That's like actually learning that you can trust yourself. Yes. Yeah. It was such a light bulb. It was such a zany, ridiculous thing to, to narrate in your brain the entire time. But it was a really, and it also made me think before I just said that I was going to do something. It made me take a bit of reflection to say, do I actually want to do this? If I'm having resistance, where is that resistance coming from? Is it not self-serving? Is it self-serving and I'm just coming up with reasons or excuses that I don't want to? What are the stories that I'm attaching to that? It opened up all these other wormholes and pathways to something even bigger. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm glad that we didn't talk about that because- No, no, that was new for me. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it was a- and ultimately it comes back to then, like, are you holding the integrity enough to say whatever happens today, I'm worthy enough to, to do what I need to do. So I'm not burnt out. Mm. Also coming back full circle to the beginning, when energy is the way that the energy of the world is right now, it's so much easier to get drawn down into that. It's so much easier to get sucked down into that and to sit in that space. And when, when I'm personally burnt out, my empathy level is zero for myself and pretty limited for everybody else. And I don't like that version of myself. It's not a version of myself that I feel very aligned with and that I want to come with. So I know, man, when, when I have no empathy for myself, I'm not gonna give it to others that probably means I need to do something. So I'm not burning myself out because clearly there's something happening there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that can be big and that can, that can be, I'm unaligned with the job that I'm doing and unaligned with grad school. I'm unaligned with my partner or some, my house, something major, or it could be, I'm just not doing daily tasks that not tasks. I'm not doing daily activities that give me something back in return. It's that mindset shift. What I'm setting out, the energy I'm putting out, what am I getting back in return? Mm -hmm. Right, like does completing a task on, on your work list, if you complete that, does that make you feel good? Or does that mean, okay, I have this done, now I have to do eight more other things yeah. for other people? I read this lovely quote, in Magnolia Journal, because we all freaking love Joanna Gaines, and I <laughs> yeah. love Magnolia. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was. I will find it, though. Oh, hold on. I have it. I have it right here. Aha. Um, instead of thinking of self-care as, like, just another thing on your list, think of it as, like, time to nurture yourself. Mm -hmm. Right, like you're not just adding another task to stress you out. You're doing something that is nurturing. And that word nurture is such, like, I get such a visceral response. Even like say it, nurture. Like it just feels big and juicy and like loving and kind and deep. And so it's what you're doing, nurturing you. 
And if not, it's probably not self-care. And if it is, but it's not, if it's feeling as if it is a task, that's the time where you need a executive self day to sit down with yourself and say, I need to really examine what is on my plate, what I'm putting on my plate, what I'm demands I'm creating for myself. And something needs to be shifted in that space. I want to add a caveat to that because I've been hearing from a lot of people that they're too busy, right? They have kids, they have hard jobs, they've got school, they've got all this stuff going on that they don't have the time for themselves. They don't have the time to take to sit and go through their thoughts. And I think you and I both are aware of how much accountability you can get from having somebody like a coach to be like, hold your feet to the fire a little bit and say, Hey, I'm not going to do this for you, but I'm going to push you to do it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, I mean, that's, to me, that's where I've always thrived with a coach. That's where my clients thrive. I, I believe they thrive because it is somebody to lovingly encourage, lovingly challenge, lovingly be that space of, I will hold the space for you, but I'm not going to hold your shit in it. And all that means to me is that means I'm going to put a mirror up to you or I'm going to have somebody put a mirror up to me. I'm not going to call you out on your crap. That's not my space, but I'm going to have you reassess that for yourself. So you know what it truly is and what truly is not. I mean, the, like self-care is a practice, right? We talk about self-care practice and mindfulness practice and yoga practice. When you were a kid and you played sports and you practiced, you had a coach mm -hmm. to guide you and help you and kind of show you like the next steps. So now all of a sudden as adults, like why can't like that same framework can still be there? Somebody to help you and guide you, but you're still the one doing it, right? I'm still the one swinging the bat or like serving that ball, but the coach is there to help me and give me pointers. So I can learn. Well, and that's why I think it's so important to come back to that mindset of that and that shift of that, because whether it is you thinking, should I hire a coach? Should I not hire a coach? Should I enlist some help? Should I do whatever? Thinking about why things haven't worked on your own, why you continue to do those cycles or why you continue to make that progress but you're not moving forward in the way that you know that you can. You're, we stay stuck when there's not sometimes somebody to help guide us and direct us in a way that maybe is going to give us a new opportunity to look at things or a new path to take in that. Yeah, somebody who will listen to your story that you tell yourself and then question it mm -hmm. and make you think about it. And those are those loving suggestions. And that's also, I had um, somebody tell me in a coaching course several years ago that I did that I lacked empathy and it really hit me hard. And it was obviously, it was several years ago. And 
it stuck with me for a really long time and it made me question my ability to do what I love to do, to coach and to hold space and to support. And the more that I looked at it and thought about it, it was, I don't have, it's not my, it's not my lack of ability. It's my drive to not coddle somebody and allow them to play victim and allow them to sit in those stories. I will lovingly, I'm never going to be blatant about it, but I am, I do challenge my clients. I challenge myself. I challenge the people that I love because I can see from that outside perspective that if they're staying stuck, maybe it's time that we have a challenge. And there's a way of going about it, but that doesn't mean that people have a lack of empathy. And I honestly like take that now of like, actually, no, I really, really love people and the people that I call into my life and that I allow into my space. And I want them to be the best version. And if that's not, that's their right and their space to say, actually, you know what, you're wrong. And I have to check myself and ask, am I putting my stories? Am I putting my spin on something that is not mine? Mm -hmm. And when I don't do self-care, <laughs> I do have a lot less ability to do so. So maybe that's my sign that I am burnt out and I need some self-care. It always comes back around to like, I know. you know, that spotlight in your own face. Like, oh, duh. Yeah. Yeah. It always. Yeah. What would be, if somebody is really strongly identifying with that, and saying, yeah, okay, like, it all sounds beautiful. It all sounds great. What is the simplest thing that they can do to start? Because when you're already feeling burnt out, when you're already feeling overwhelmed, saying, like, just do this blah, 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 that's huge and taxing. Like, great, that's fantastic. I don't want to do that. I think it's going to sound cheesy, but give yourself a break. Mm -hmm because we have so many expectations put on us from other people and from ourselves. So like, we don't need to load on this like guilt and shame for all these should things we should be doing. And so if you can just, just, it's not easy, but if you can say, I'm doing my best right now, and actually feel that and believe that, step one, mm -hmm. I'm doing my best right now. And my best is enough. Yeah. And I'm worthy of whatever that is because I don't need to do things to prove my worth and my value. That's inherent. Yeah. I know, I know Allison, these are this is a big theme of the conversations that happen in your Facebook group and in this beautiful community that you've cultivated. What, give us a little inside scoop. If you haven't already popped in there, walk us through that space. I freaking, I'm like so excited right now. I love this group. I love this group. I love everybody in this group. I never thought I would say that about a Facebook group, yeah. right? It seems so silly, but the people that show up are so honest and real 
it just it's inspiring and I love being in it I love being part of it and so what I do is just kind of ask questions of people I do a question a week and then I do a live training session I guess you'd call it on that same question so we start with like hey what's your number one struggle with this and then people kind of like first of all you have to think about it mm -hmm. which I love doing is making people think about it and share it but you see other people deal with the same shit mm -hmm. and you feel not alone and then we talk about it and come up with like Sometimes there's ways to address what you're feeling, what you're going through. Other times, sometimes it's nice to commiserate, but I'm kind of like you, a little bit of tough love. Like, I'm just going to say what you said to me and you can feel it. Yeah. I'm just going to hold the mirror up to you and you can yeah. see it and decide what you want to do with that. I don't care. I really don't. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't matter anybody else's take on that. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the, the people in this group are like driven, highly ambitious women. That's kind of who I'm, because that's who I, that's who I respond well with, who I typically work with. Um, I understand what it's like, I've been there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm able to kind of speak to the experience in that way uh, from an open and honest, real place myself. And it's fun. I'm having fun just like experimenting with what's working and what's not working. And especially as you know, this will, this will come out in November. Holiday season, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talk about burnout. Not only do we have like our jobs and kids back in school and a pandemic and who knows what that'll be like then. Then we add in the stress of like family dynamics. And if you do family dynamics with all of this, if you don't do it, like what, who knows? Like you said, like who freaking knows? Yeah. It's going to be a hot mess. Yeah. And this group is where we can be a hot mess together and hold each other accountable. That's which a is my all part of the community. Yeah. That, like showing up vulnerably and being feeling seen and heard that's the best and there's no shame in this group like i'm not gonna have it however you feel is how you feel mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that mm -hmm. again well, i might hold a mirror up and help you question that but it's not wrong well and that's those are the people that you draw in and cultivate too. So, you know, like you have a tolerance for that and you have a space for that, but I feel like people are drawn to your energy and what you bring into that space. And so they kind of know that's what they're, that's what's going to be. And if not, I'm sure they, they peace out faster than before because it doesn't feel comfortable for them and that's not where they are. And that's okay too. Yeah. And that's fine. That's totally fine. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm going to wrap up by asking you, I had to say into the universe, boundaries are time boundaries are my October focus. What is your October focus, Allison? We'll see if we, um, in the beginning of November, we'll either laugh 
hysterically or we'll <laughs> be very proud of <laughs> we'll hold that mirror back up and be like yeah yeah we'll, have that for you? we'll reflect on each other's oh what is my october thing saying no mm. to leave space for myself mm. yeah I am a chronic yes sir. I love projects and do yes sir, not like Y-E-S-S-E-R, <laughs> like a verb. Um, I love saying yes and helping people and like doing things for other people at the detriment of my own self. Hello, burnout. <laughs> so see there's um, your mirror that you're putting right yourself. Yep. So I'm practicing saying no. I have some things I think I need to say no to already. I don't want to do it. <laughs> we'll assess back in a few weeks. We'll check in and see. Hold me accountable. Okay. Yeah. Will do. You guys, that's your, uh, you'll get to, this will be like your uh, lead in to the next discussion is, did they actually do? And you know what? We're human. Who knows? Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. I believe in us. I do too. I, do I too. believe in us. And now we have each other as that accountability. It's my coach to my coach. So let's yep. see it. Let's do it and go. All right. Game on. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.